Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cass. Lush? Cass, how you doing? Hey, now. I am doing fantastic. Daniel, I think this is these are the most notes I've ever made wow. for, a, for a single show on this podcast. Wow. I will tell you, five, five full pages of notes. So I got some stuff that might not mean who knows maybe it's this is the greatest show ever or the worst show ever we're gonna find out we're gonna find out we're gonna find out I think it was uh, it was a lot of peaks and valleys in my in my opinion uh, today's show is WCW's Great American Bash from 1995 but if you've uh, if you've been with us for a while you know that we got a recap last week baby hey now and we had a little poll going that was a better match Sean and Kama or Road Dog and Sparky Plug. So, I will say that you obviously, I mean like first of all, marks are marks. So, they all leaned towards you saying that, you know, Sean and Kama had a better match. But they also mostly said that both matches just weren't good. Like that's that's what they said. That they said that both matches just weren't good. And you did well, call it an A plus match minus the finish, and I just felt like you were just fluffing some Fluffing some rod there, because that's not even remotely close to an A plus match. Here's the thing: I don't care what anybody says. I know I'm right. So, hey, I stand by it. I, I still say the Sparky Plug and the Road Dog had a great, great, great outing that one time uh, in 1995. But yeah, let's keep let's keep it rolling here. Let's it's go. WCW side, the Great American Bash 1995. Uh, pretty decent little opening package. Uh, Tony and the brain on commentary, and I, I kind of liked them only having a two-man booth for that. Oh, yeah. uh, and then they kind of jumped straight into the card. Do you have any uh, notes on the opening, that 90s style? Man, this is, you know, this is 95 WCW, so it's kind of, it's taken a turn from what they've been. Um, they're getting out of their roots, and uh, Eric Bischoff's there now. So I didn't really, real I didn't realize that how far they had come from some of that really crappy stuff I'd seen and early, you know, some of the other stuff we've, yeah. we've talked about. And I was surprised it was, the opening was on par with, you know, eighties, nineties, WWF openings. For sure, yeah. Bad. Sound they had the, just gotten Hulk Hogan at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The crowd sound or the card sounded good, even though it didn't have Hogan on it. And that was a thing I kind of wanted to touch on was, you know, you have Hogan, why not? Even though there's some story going on there with, with uh, Vader and all that, but I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to not have Hogan on the card when you have him. I like the Tony and Bobby, the brain uh, booth, like you said. And uh, man, it, it it really felt big. Like the opening really felt big. And then they did this wide shot of the crowd, <laughs> and they just like literally like you see like on the 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 right side of the ring is literally almost cut off by the camera yeah. the edit yeah. because there's literally nobody over there it's a small arena yeah. but it yeah. felt bit, they like they shouldn't have even did that like no, I they agree. just did a quick zoom up on tony the production and, uh, quality was great even though yeah. the attendance was low for sure and yeah. the crowd and, and the card sounded sounded like a good card some of the matches yeah. got flair on there and yeah. then they showed that i was like man if they would have just not shown that i would have thought this was a massive a madison show. square yeah. garden yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know yeah. what i mean and then you see that and you're like oh what are they in a tent or something what are they in my, a backyard oh they, come on it wasn't that car it wasn't that oh, carny it just it was pretty like it was a low like a big fall from what it felt like but yeah man um uh, that first match man i have I, my mind was blown on this first match. Wow. It's it's flying Brian Pillman. Yeah. Versus a, a young man named Alex Wright, who uh, don't really know who that is, uh, but he seems to be a, a fellow that wrestled for WCW for a long time. I always kind of I, I noticed his face. He seemed familiar. Yeah. Uh, as just a fan, uh, he's one of those guys who's literally probably, if I had to guess, I didn't research. Only wrestled for WCW. Like after WCW went under, I don't think we've ever seen him again because I don't really know. Alex Wright. Yeah, Alex Wright. Yeah. No, I no, mean, he's he's just been he went back to the European circuit, but he's kind of like the godfather of wrestling in, in Europe now, though. Well, he proved that. I'll tell you that because we all know who Brian Pillman is, and we yeah. know that he's a stud in the ring. Yeah, especially so, at this time, like before the injuries and everything, dude. He was injury, yeah. Dude, this was, uh, man. I'll say it right now. This early on in the show. If there's a match to watch on this card, it's Brian Pillman and Alex Wright. This match blew me away, man. I don't. Wow. I've never okay. seen an Alex Wright match. I've seen many Brian Pillman matches. Man, 
they they had like the baby face versus baby face thing going. They shook hands and then yeah. it, you know, and then they kind of went. It felt very Japanese almost. Yeah, that's it. I didn't I didn't have that, but you're right. You know, it was yeah, a little mat wrestling back and forth, and Brian looking great, like you just said in my notes before the injuries, and he does this phenomenal drop kick, which. I never really got to see him this good in WWE. I mean, he just a beautiful drop kick. Um, you know, great fast pace uh, by both men. I mean, Alex Wright, I mean, dude was, I, I can't believe he didn't have uh, a career in the WWE or anything. He kind of, cause in the WCW, he was always just at, he was always just at this level. You know, I feel like he could have, he, dude, he's like a perfect body face he's a beautiful looking man like i i just don't know why he didn't get more than he got i know he was popular in wcw but when you're popular in wcw does that really mean much i mean come on they were a flash yes absolutely they're just a flash in the pan company let's just oh be my honest god flash in the pan most uh the offense at the start um alex does go dirty at one point and the crowd you know th- and this is really important for other matches later in the card at this point, yes, it's the first match. So usually, even if it's like just two jabrones, I've been to live shows. Like it could be a nobody versus nobody. The crowd's kind of really into it. But at this point, you know, the crowd's booing when he goes dirty. They're just they're there. You know, you hear him for the ups, you hear him for the downs. Later on in the card, which I'm going to touch on, is they go dead. But at this point, they they have the crowd, and for good reason. Um, there are some high spots like a surfboard, which is always exciting. I wish you would still see that more in 2020 because I'd pop for it. The crowd popped for it then with Brian Pillman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I popped for it sitting on my couch, man. I, I could tell you didn't like the but match. But they botched it really hard there the first time. Like there was a big botch on the surfboard and then they had to try I, to do it again. Well, but I think they played it out well. I mean, it's it was like so. Yeah, I'm, they did play I, it out well. But yeah. they missed the spot. I mean, but, it, like, I guess, I guess if you were a Mark, like, you wouldn't notice that. Like, if you were just a casual fan, I shouldn't say that. If you were a casual Mark, fan, you but probably no, wouldn't I notice. mean, anybody could. Well, a Mark a, would notice it, I would yes, think. But, yes, I mean, yes. uh, a match, the match never. Here's, here's the thing I liked about it. The match never, like, slowed down too long. They would hold, like, a headlock or something, but it was just the right amount of time. They had a good pace, they had good timing. It was stiff at times, and it looked, everything looked great. Um, I, just, I couldn't believe how go, good it was, dude. At one point, I was like, holy shit, I'm really enjoying this match. I was not looking forward to watching this pay-per-view. Didn't think anything good was going to come of it. And the first match in, I loved it, man. Uh, the, the, they go outside. The crowd's loving that. Um, it, it started to get a little too long at the time they went outside. But at this point, I was kind of like already in. And like that didn't really matter for me. Um, Alex ends up getting the win by reversing. A, a, it, so... The commentary actually kind of uh, Bobby the Brain, which you'll see him do most of the most of the night. He'll call. He was kind of calling people out for their fuck ups or their uh, sorry, their mess yeah. ups. And uh, he kind of called. He just kind of called him out and said like, because it was kind of a weird reversal, a sunset flip, but half. I don't. It was almost. It was. It reminded me of like an Owen Hart Bret Hart finish of the sunset flip, but it was different. It was. I liked it. I don't even know if that was a botch. They kind of announced it like he kind of botched it. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was a great reversal to a sunset flip for the finish. And when you do it that way, just like Brett and Owen, both men are over. That didn't hurt Brett when Owen reversed it. Yeah. At WrestleMania 10, I loved the finish, dude. You're gonna you're gonna lose your mind. I gave the match an A plus. Maybe wow. I, I was drunk or something while I was wow. watching. I loved wow. the match. A plus. A plus. Okay. Brian Pillman, Alex Wright. I mean, man, like, uh, yeah, I mean, the the match was surprisingly good for sure, and Pillman was definitely at his athletic peak. Uh, I mean, and it was a really good wrestling match. Um, I I do feel like most of the stuff that they did, you could do this match today, and it would get over. I think it would still good work. Point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's that's that says a lot. I I feel like. Um, again, I just uh, yeah, I did I did notice the surfboard spot. Uh, and I actually felt, I feel like our roles are reversed right now. Cause I felt like the match just went on a little too long. Um, what's good. What was good was really good, but I feel, I feel like those few bad spots were really ugly to me. Um, so, I mean, I still gave it a B like not a B plus, but like a solid B, like a two and a half star, uh, B to, you know, maybe to a B. Hey, I liked it a little more, man. I liked it a yeah. little more. 
So we're not too far off on that. But yeah, great match. Good, strong starter there for sure. Uh, yeah, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Again, I liked I, this. This was like, to me, 95, 96, 97. Like, it's weird because like, you know, you talk about the, the Monday Night Wars and when WCW was beating WWF, I actually liked WWF more even when they were losing. Mm-hmm. But like. During this time, like like we just watched King of the Ring, I would much rather have watched this show than King of the Ring at that time in '95. You know what I'm saying? Like during the new generation, while I still watched it and was still a fan of it, I I would prefer to watch, um, you know, WCW at this time. So for me, I was I was really looking forward to this one. Good good strong starter. Then there's a package here for DDP introducing, uh, kind of his you know the DDP character I guess and marketing mm. him as, as like an arm wrestling champion. Which was, mm. dude, how carny was DDP at this point? Like, he, he got introed as an arm wrestling champion. He has, like, gum hanging out of his mouth and a cigar and, like, a vest and a heater and a hot valet. Like, literally all of the southern wrestling things that you could possibly put in the bleach blonde wavy hair. Like, all the stuff that you could put into a southern, like, just carny character. Like, you know what I mean? Like... I mean, this is WCW as bad as it gets. He was the most brothered up brother. <laughs> I'll say that. At this point, DDP that's, was the that's brother being of all kind. That's yeah, being kind. Like, yes, absolutely. Um, and then Dave Sullivan, who I barely remember. Never heard uh, of him. With yeah, his rabbit. Don't doing the, the he rabbit. Was kinda, he was kind of doing the Eugene gimmick before Daniel, Eugene. He had a rabbit. Yeah, he did. He was literally and trying to was, do like the It whole, was a stipulation. The yeah. rabbit. Yeah, the whole Eugene thing. Is, is, uh, yeah, I mean it was pure nacho cheese. W- You'd rather see DDP trying to get a rabbit than watch Shawn Michaels on King of the Ring. You're out of your freaking no, mind. I'm not talking WCW about WCW is trash. Oh, we'll, get out of here. The rest of the show is pretty much trash from here. We'll no, get to it. Come on. Great. This was uh, this was this was absolute trash though. Absolutely nothing about this was good. We'll skip I felt through like it. it was an arm wrestling match. If if dude won, he gets the valet, and the if uh, DDP wins, he gets a rabbit. You don't need to watch it. Really, no notes need to even be said about it. Uh, no, other it than was, Kimberly was like, I mean, she was top notch at this time. Yeah, the, and the rabbit was pretty cute too. But absolutely, uh, yeah, F plus on big my dead, part. big dead on that one. Uh, the post-match interview was a post quote unquote match was like super awful too. Um, I mean the fact that he said do over like 33 times was like, who is that? Like, it is kind of crazy though to see like, like less than two years from this, he's going to be one of the biggest stars. Hey, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, yeah. cause he was awful. Like this was the worst. Like well, just really book- bad. This was pure booking failure. What are they oh, doing? Absolutely. Just, just terrible. Just terrible. Uh, and then moving on something that. Is a little bit worse, in my opinion. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Sergeant Craig Pittman. You want to you want to walk me through this one? Yeah, man. So uh, I just the best thing ever was just Bobby Heenan clowning Jim Duggan, just like doing some stuff that he. It was almost like it was a rib for whenever Jim goes and listens to it back, and I love that. Never heard of Craig Pittman before in my life. Um, uh, I, my first thought was this better not be long, but you know, it started, this was the best part about the match. The, like, the first five seconds. It started like a good 80s big man match, and it went downhill fast, dude. Sloppy, sloppy. Like, they did a weird sloppy hip talk. Duggan oh, did a dude, sloppy hip The whole hip thing talk. was just botches. Like, dude, that's the whole it, match. It was botch. It was terrible. Botch. Terrible. Then they, were, then they were like, you could tell when they were like, all right. Like, Duggan, a veteran, was like, all right, let me just get a headlock, and let's just hold down and restart. And, uh, man, the commentary at that part when he grabs that hold was, like, trying to put it over. Yeah. And commentary constantly kind of did that throughout the night. And yeah, then they tried. also you would have Bobby Heenan kind of just calling people out. You could tell he was frustrated with the product because it kind of – it really went downhill. Um, you know, nothing really happening, man. Uh, Jim keeps calling to the crowd because that's really all they had was him doing just – you know, he is over. Jim Duggins has this weird thing where he's just over with the oh and the American yeah. flag. So he kind of just all gimmick. Yeah, all called sizzle, an audible no and was like, I'm gonna just start calling the crowd and then Pittman hurts. So so here's the thing. This match right here, I'll tell you right now, gets an F plus 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 because it is the worst finish you will ever see in a non gimmick like oh, fun yeah. professional wrestling match. Because 
They 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 hurt Duggan's knee on the post. So Jim Duggan has a hurt knee and is selling the knee and is literally the only thing good that happens in the match is that he keeps selling the knee. So he is constantly selling the knee for at least the last five minutes of the match. Yeah. Okay. Then this Craig guy. So hold on. So his his legs hurt. Uh, Jim goes for his uh his finish, but stumbles because of the leg. Okay. He stumbles yeah. because of the leg. Jim then gets his finish, the shoulder block. Pittman goes for an arm bar as they're like weirdly falling over each other, can't grabbing it, but he goes for an arm bar. His this knee is, is hurt. By the way, too. His knee is hurt. Yeah. Your submission is to go for an arm bar. Yeah. And his knee is the one that you've been going after. Yeah. You go after the knee the whole match, yeah. and then you're going to go for a submission hold, and yeah. it's an arm bar? A five-year-old could have put that together a little better. What you and then the way he did it, he, like, fell, couldn't figure out how to put an arm bar, and then, like, kind of slipped, and his chest fell on his back, and then he finally gets it. And then Jim's holding the ropes, and then he Pittman doesn't let go, and then it's a DD, it's a DQ. Okay, terrible finish with the DQ because Pittman doesn't let go. But if you're gonna do that, make it a leg knee submission move, and Pittman not let go. But yeah. instead, Pittman doesn't let go to an armbar. It's not. Yeah. I I I don't know. Is I mean, literally, I can't. It was the worst finish I've I've ever seen with my own two eyes in professional wrestling history. Dude, the weirdest thing about... Okay, so there were a lot of weird, strange things, but the weirdest thing in the beginning that, like... Okay, I know it's kind of like Jim Duggan's, like, whole gimmick is the whole USA <laughs> chant, but it's like they're chanting USA, and it's like his opponent is Sergeant Craig <laughs> Pittman wearing a Marine, like, tank top, and oh, I'm like, what is what is this? What is happening How did I not put that together? Dude, it's insane. Oh, my like, God, that's like, funny. Dude, this was, like... <laughs> mostly just crowd participation like very actual wrestling bad booking putting these two together also like oh, it couldn't it couldn't possibly be good like there was there was no hope for this from the minute like the pencil hit the paper like no hope at all it was absolutely the most awkward match i've ever seen in my life i i'm gonna go out and say this is the worst match that we have ever covered mm-hmm. ever by yeah. by far yeah. like the like okay but it was so it was like watching a train wreck. Like I I watched every single Me second too. of this. Match. I couldn't look away, dude. Me too. I, I fast forward a lot dude. of stuff. Yeah, it I was not, dude. Not one second of this match was missed. Like I was like I'm holding oh, back man. all I have not to just cackle and laughter, and it was amazing, man. I have tears in my eyes. It was so funny. Oh, that being sad. said, again, the worst match I've ever covered. Negative five stars. Never. I don't think I've ever done that for anything. Negative five stars. Exactly. The worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, man, just funny. Oh, oh, bad. man, I'm just the the. I feel like the only excuse they could give is they had an idea for a finish and they just were so blown out. And then they were calling it in the ring, and he said, "Just give me an arm bar and let's finish." But and they didn't think about how dumb that is that they were i don't know i don't know how to give an excuse i'm trying to think of an excuse for it, it but it's just, like what is it what is it what are you the worst doing? thing it was just awful doing? it was absolutely terrible oh, um gosh. but finally we do get some competent wrestlers on the screen and it's the yes. blue the blue bloods being interviewed by mean gene uh i love this one bobby eaton from like the midnight express just decided to be Ro- sir robert eaton uh, and so it was like he was the. Uh, what's funny though is like all of a sudden he's British, even though he's like been from Alabama his whole career. <laughs> and literally just t- changed his name to Robert instead of Bobby. Like you hey, that makes you name. British, like, dude. It's just really, really that all that was really funny. It was a good interview though. I enjoyed the promo for sure. Uh, and then the next match on the docket is Bunkhouse Buck and Dirty Dick Slater versus Harlem Heat. Oh boy. Here we go, man. This was a weird oh. match for sure. Uh, I mean, the Heat were were like okay, so like the Heat were obviously the babyface team, but they held like the majority of the control during the match, like almost as if they were playing the role of the heels. But even the yeah. crowd, like they were the most over, like they were the babyface team. Like, yeah. so it felt like the chemistry. It just felt awkward. It wasn't even that like any of the wrestling was necessarily bad. It just didn't feel right. Like it's like the the spots were good. Everything connected well. Uh, the fluidity of the match was good. Uh, it just 
felt backwards the entire time to me. Um, I don't know. It just, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like eating a piece of pizza crust first. That's what it felt like. Like it was just like, it just, it feels like it's still all pizza, but it's just, it, it just tasted so bad in that order that I didn't like it at all. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a, again, like it wasn't a bad match per se. It just wasn't, didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, um, in the psychology of it. But I can't really put my finger on one thing that they did that was like, this is right. why it didn't make sense. Um, so for me, like I gave it like a star and a half. So I gave it like a, a C minus, uh, maybe a D plus I, somewhere I, around in that world. I, I I did not like it, man. I mean, there's so there's the the obvious racist undertones with Colonel Parker, who's just like classic. But yeah. it, it's it's cheap heat. It's good heat. I, I think. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. You have the the uh, you have that kind of it's heat all the time, time. you know. It's and in the times or whatever, but you have that going on, and it's great to see one of the greatest ever, sensational Sherry. And I think she's a good fit with this team. I've never seen, uh, obviously, I've never really seen Harlem Heat, and I know about them, but seeing them together really felt good, man. Big question. I thought you were going to touch on this because you're really into outfits and tag team outfits. Why is Stevie Ray wearing a shirt in the he had burns under the singlet or something or like uh oh, okay it didn't he had like look injuries or something I, like I actual injured skin I, I didn't like it I did not like I did that, not like it either this was such a boring match the crowd was so dead open one up for the working man having to watch this WCW horse shit give me a hell yeah um just oh. like. Just like the last match where I have never seen a terrible finish like that, I've never seen a crowd so dead. The crowd was so dead. I literally wrote a note saying, boring, boring match, crowd dead. Okay, and then I said, uh, Booker gets hot tag with no reaction. I felt bad. Never seen crowd so dead. I'm reading this. All of a sudden, Bobby Heenan, these are my notes, right? Then all of a sudden, as I'm writing these notes, Bobby Heenan actually says, wow, the crowd doesn't even care. It's like, why are they even out there? Like, just he's mad at the crowd. He's like, Bobby Heenan is mad at the crowd, so he just digs it. And and Tony says, go back. If you don't believe me, watch 95 uh, American Bash WCW and watch the, the Harlem Heat match. And get about halfway through, I guarantee you, you'll hear that I'm not making that up. And these, my notes, they were like perfect. Like my notes, I was making the notes, uh, realizing it. Then just Bobby kind of his the volcano erupted where he was like, crowd doesn't even care. And then uh, Tony tries to save it, man. But it was just so bad with the crowd, which isn't really fair. But I mean, to the crowd's point, the match was like really, really boring. Stevie really didn't look good, and and honestly, Booker T didn't look good, and neither got, neither Dick's dirty Dick Slater or whoever the guys were on the other side or Bunkhouse Buck, yeah. neither one, neither nobody really looked good in this match. I mean, Sensational Share was probably the greatest worker out there. Um, she makes the save after uh, the 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 Dirty Dick and them try to try to cheat. Harlem Heat gets the win, keeps their title. Crowd just still not into it, man. It was very sad. It was like a sad, like, uh, not laughter. The other match was a laughter, making fun of how bad it was. This one was kind of sad because of the respect I have for, like, Booker T and Sherry and Stevie. Um, I don't really know the other two guys in the match, but I had to give it an F. I mean, just, it was a bad match for me. Bad match. But a great flair promo came after this. Jesus Christ, did you see that flair? Dude, promo? yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Like, that's like I mean, Bachwinkle greatest... kind of like. Okay, so all right, let, let's back it up though. So yeah, yeah. right before oh, Bachwinkle yeah. kind of stumbling through a promo, he's like, "Where are we?" That's and then Bobby the Brain has to hide behind him and laugh. And then yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, Adam. and they're trying to where he actually books Hogan versus Vader for Bash yeah. at the Beat. And he forgets uh, for the time. Yeah, end. it was wild. I mean, but the, yeah, I mean, Ric Flair cuts an absolutely amazing promo. I mean, just and he like he 
okay, this is why Ric Flair is really such an asset to the company at this time too, because he like he just cuts a promo on the rest of the card before he even gets to his angle. Like he's pushing everyone else's matches and how awesome they're gonna be before he even talks about him like his angle, which I thought was incredible. Uh, I don't know if he was doing the booking at this time. I feel like he might have been, uh, so that could have helped. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, he it was an absolutely phenomenal promo. Do you have any other notes on it? No, just that it was like, I mean, one of the greatest promos. Just classic right. Flair in his prime. Killing it, dude. Killing it. The next match up here on the docket is uh, the Walmart Warrior himself, Renegade, Ow. versus... Double A, the enforcer, Arn Anderson for the WCW television title. I got to say, man, I'm a huge mark for this belt. I think that this is a, like, beautiful belt. I just, I don't know, like, if I ever, like, buy, like, a full-on replica, I think it might actually be this WCW television title. I just really like it. You really? Um, it's little. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, like, I'm a smaller guy, and I feel like if I had, like, the big gold belt or something, it would just look weird. I don't know. Um, You know how it goes. You know. Well, you know. But yeah, so if you listen to Arn's show, he says that he would rather get his ass beat every day by Brock Lesnar than have to work with the Renegade again. So like, and I had never seen this match. That's so I was, like, I was expecting like this is gonna be the you know the drizzling shit. It's gonna be the worst, one of the worst matches I've ever seen. It's just gonna be terrible. It's gonna be hard for me to handle. Um, but I, I, maybe it's because I went into it with bad expectations and I knew I was expecting it to be the worst match I'd ever seen. Like. I didn't think it was that awful. Like, I felt like the actual in-ring work was pretty solid. I mean, especially from Arn. Like, dude, like, the fact that he got, like, a a pretty decent match out of... I mean, granted, like, the past two matches we just watched were so bad. So, like, th- I mean, this, to me, felt like a pretty decent match. I mean, was it, like... Was it worth watching again? Would I, would I direct anyone to go watch this match? No, absolutely not. But it was it, like... It was passable. I didn't feel like there was anything in this match that was noticeably awful. Um, I was actually kind of surprised by the big top rope splash. I thought it looked pretty stiff. Maybe it just was, but like it looked awesome. I thought it looked really good. Uh, Arn did a surprisingly great job. And to be honest, the crowd was really into this match. Like when he won the title, like the crowd popped huge. Like they were eating up Walmart Warrior like all day for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Arn did a surprisingly great job putting that meathead over, man, because he was definitely a walking broomstick, and I felt like Arn carried him to a pretty decent match. I gave this match two stars, so a solid C for me, possibly even a C plus. What do you think about Renegade versus Arn Anderson? Man, yeah, you kind of made a couple points. Uh, you know, it's funny. I never thought of Walmart Warrior. That's funny. I mean, yeah, at first my thought is he's a knockoff warrior. But I don't know if this is just Bobby the Brain just really – and I've heard about this in some of the podcasts that we have in some of the documentaries. Bobby the Brain kind of didn't treat his commentary job at WCW as serious, and he would kind of just go off the rails and, and kind of treat it as a joke sometimes. But it, it made – his commentary and just the face paint of the Renegade and how the Renegade acted as well, so it's probably not just – Bobby the brain he kind of it kind of felt like just a rib of the ultimate warrior kind of just felt like a dig to the stupid character they thought ultimate warrior was but to your point when the renegade wins the crowd's really into it so it's like oh oh, really into it yeah wait because that my it was like a little roller coaster at first I'm like all right it's just a knockoff warrior they're trying to get on the warrior train and get a get a character out of it for people to like and then I'm like looking at the Renegade with the worst face paint job you could do in the outfit and how he's acting and talking to the camera, and then Bobby the Brain just ripping him apart. I'm like, okay, this is more of a rib, you know, because Bobby the Brain saying stuff like, do we know where he's from? Kind of digging at the fact that the Warriors from Parts Unknown. And right. just, I don't know, it just felt like, oh, okay, they didn't mean for the and, – and hindsight, I know that the Renegade didn't really go anywhere. So I'm like, okay, they never meant for him to go anywhere. This is Sharib to kind of make fun of WWE and the Ultimate Warrior. But then he wins, and the people love it. Uh, The best part about it was that splash, but I thought it was a a, a terrible match. wasn't Arn's fault, um, but, dude, I love Arn, but this match was slow, boring, sucked. The Renegade was terrible. I liked the splash off the top. Um... Again, the, the, the crowd was into the win. I gave the match an F. I would never want to watch this match again, and I would never recommend it. 
This is another F in a row. This is, I think, three Fs in a row. I don't know. Um, I don't know how you could give it an F. I mean, it was it wasn't yeah. a bad. I mean, it wasn't a. It was, it was bad. definitely a passable. I don't think it was bad. I don't. It's I don't definitely think it was not passable. Match. It was definitely, definitely passable. No. I mean, Renegade versus Arn Anderson, not passable. Something that's not passable, I feel like, doesn't get over that well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, th- there there was too much, and it wasn't just the, it wasn't just the finish. I mean, the cr- the crowd was with the match because Arn did such a great job walking walking that dude through it i mean he worked really hard in that match like uh, i mean the bumps that he took for the kid silly. too but he was silly talking into the camera just it felt like a, a rib against ultimate warrior by the end of the Warriors match renegade yeah, yeah of course by, I mean, the end of the match, by the end of the match i was like okay they're just this isn't supposed to even be real they're just making fun renegade was out there to make fun of the ultimate warrior by the end of the match that's what i 100 percent thought by the oh, start yeah. of it by the start of it i thought Renegades out there to be an alternative to try to maybe trick fans to think this is Ultimate Warrior because it's 95, uh, or maybe just to say this is the alternative. But by the end of it, it was oh, this is just everybody in WCW making fun of the Ultimate Warrior. Commentary kind of drove that home for me. Yeah, now, yeah. The crowd being into it was kind of surprising and weird, but they that's just them being dumb Southern WCW crowd that doesn't get what's going on because. <laughs> Anybody to watch WCW in 95 is probably an idiot. That is the most ridiculous thing ever. Product. Dude, at this point, what, were, what, was, what was going on on the, on the WWF side oh, at this dude, point? We have Dink doing yeah, yeah. Okay. The business at this point was trash. It's right. kind of my, my point. And so when you have a guy like, I mean, not even arguably, a legendary wrestler in Arn Anderson dude, carrying dude. this match, you can't give it an F is all I'm saying. Was, was it amazing? Absolutely not. Would I ever recommend it? No, I agree 100% with you on that. But is it an F? No. Gary the not. King Lawler had to kiss Bret Hart's feet, all right? You get your little DDP arm wrestle match. Did anybody have to kiss feet? Didn't think so, brother. Moving yeah. on here, the giant kind of makes yeah. his t- debut on TV. <laughs> uh, it's like the introdu- introduction of him as a character. By the way, this dude is nineteen ninety five. Like oh, Big Show is old dude, as he hell. Good. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, he did. Bobby man. All does, dude, I spent a lot of time listening to Bobby on this. Bobby goes, "Wait, he looks familiar." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Because uh, they were know. trying to sell him as Andre's like uh, kid I, in the beginning. Remember? What he looks familiar. I just love Bobby <laughs> the Brain, man. Big Bobby, just you know, he was, on, he was on his. If that's what they were trying to sell, nobody else was doing it. Like he was the only. He was on his own mission the yeah, whole show. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. There I mean, that's Bobby when has Bobby the Brain not ever just been on his own? There too, was I mean. Bobby the Brain, and then everybody else. Just, I, I agree. Mean, I agree. So, uh, so after this, there's a package for the Blue Bloods and the Nasty Boys, and I thought it was actually really well done. It felt very much like uh, those '80s, like early '90s, like uh, almost ESPN, like going mm-hmm. taking you through the rivalry type deal uh it, it was it felt it felt very fitting for 1995 um and i enjoyed it uh the match here is the blue bloods versus the nasty boys for the wcw tag team titles uh man like they went pretty much straight into a brawl uh which is not my favorite the crowd was hot for this for sure though it seemed to be like one of the most over angles at the time uh, once they get in the ring, they both like get those little pit stops, you know, where like knobs like holds up his pit and the other guy, Jerry just like rubs his face yeah. in it or whatever. And that's like, I don't know that. I mean, I laughed because of the cheese in it, but like that wasn't really for me, but I did feel like once they got into the ring and like got past all of that, the match was surprisingly decent. I felt like the nasty boys, like wrestling wise, did a pretty good job, you know what I mean? Like, because most of the time, it's like their whole thing is just like walking around with trash can lids and like just you know not wrestling at all. It's literally just gimmick and and just quote unquote hardcore, but it's like TV hardcore, you know what I mean? It's not even I don't know. It's like cartoon hardcore. It just it wasn't. I don't know. Most of the time they weren't very good, but the nasty style I felt like really worked here. Maybe this is just like the height of what they were doing. Bobby Eaton has the most amazing top rope knee drop I've ever seen on my life. Like it's kind of insane the height that he got on it. And it's like, like in my mind, I'm like, dude, how did you not destroy your knees? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause it's like, he's just, that's such a high bump to take right on your knees. Like, Oh, brutal. Like, 
genuinely incredible. I thought the finish was good too, man. Uh, with the backfired distraction by Harlem Heat to kind of keep that storyline furthered. Uh, and it doesn't really make the Blue Buds look bad either because technically, you know, they, they shouldn't have lost because of the interference. So it's like everybody kind of came out on top. Um, overall, I gave this thing two and a half stars. C to a C plus from me. Um, what do you think about Blue Bloods versus Nasty Boys? Hey, man, I think uh, for the first time tonight, we might actually agree a little bit. Um, you know, especially after all the crap we had to watch before this, you know, you get the Nasty Boys. And actually, the thing that was kind of like comfort food for me was classic. Now, I don't I mean, Nasty Boys with the, the coming out with the hardcore stuff. That's more like WCW Nasty Boys. But here there these this is still more of 80s wwf nasty boys and they're doing their spots of shoving dude in his armpit and even regal's face whenever they did it regal had his classic regal selling it even though he's not the one with his head in the face and it's just classic regal regal always is good at that um so even i mean that kind of kind of perked me up for this match you know i'm kind of like oh okay we get a good match here um i didn't expect a lot of the nasty boys um, because you know later in their career they they were very limited, but they 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 actually could still go a little bit here in '95, um, and I, I think they did great. Um, like you said, Booker T comes out, but it backfires. Nasty for nasty boys or nasty boys, nasty boys <laughs> uh, keep the titles. I gave it a C, like you said, C to a C plus, man. Yeah, it was, I think uh, we're I think we're pretty much dead even on that one. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep it rolling here, though. It was a pretty awesome recap of the U.S. title tournament. I really liked how they put that all together. I was a big fan of that package. I did actually feel like the production in general was, like you said, the production was pretty good for this show, uh, surprisingly. Um, I thought Colonel Parker cut a pretty good promo on Sting at this point, too. Um, It was surprisingly good, actually. Um, The promo for Bash at the Beach was also good. Sting's promo was pretty good. Um, I mean, this whole thing, this whole segment in between matches right here was fantastic, I think. Um, and the next match on the card here is Sting versus Ming for the WCW US Championship. I'm going to let you take it away on this one, Cagecast. Dude, we got Sting versus Ming in the ring. AKA get- Haku, if you will, baby. Haku, baby, if you will. Uh, ha- Kabuki, baby. Um, yeah. Ming versus Sting, and they're in the ring. We're going to get tongue-tied. Um, huge pop for Sting. Sting is Mr. WCW. Uh, Sting uh, should have really helped the Renegade with his face paint. I mean, yeah. his face paint Definitely. versus Renegade's face paint is uh, totally different. Um, commentary really selling Ming and his martial arts like he's some sort of martial arts master. Right away, Ming just starts beating the hell on sting dude and this kind of goes on for a while i mean it was kind of surprising how much ming just just really took over the match and sting selling too man like yeah he sold really well great job there dude weird moment when uh ming uh did this illegal choke okay this was a weird this is the weird thing about wcw so ming is doing a, a, a an illegal choke the referee calls him out on the illegal choke and starts counting to five. And Tony Schiavone says, you better drop that hold or you're going to get disqualified. The referee gets to five and grabs Ming's hands, okay? And then he can't, Ming doesn't let go. And then the referee starts counting to five again. Then Tony mentions the DQ thing. The referee gets to five again, grabs Ming's hands, then counts to five again, and then commentary just goes quiet as he just literally holds this illegal chokehold for like 30 seconds. And then he drops it. And then commentary just says, okay, and there he goes and drops the illegal move. When five times throughout the night earlier, they're arguing about throwing somebody over the top rope and that'll make you disqualified. So yeah, everybody's yeah. scared because – a clothesline earlier in the night and in this night and later in the night, I'm sorry, earlier and later at this point, they talk about how a clothesline over the top ropes, oh, you might think that's a disqualification, no, no, but that's no, no, the so, momentum 
You have so, to throw your man. No, over. no, no, no. So they were they were talking about that, like, because this is right after that. So Bobby the Brain was making jokes about how stupid it was because Tony said it a couple times. He's like, "That's not the rule anymore," or whatever. Like he was Bobby oh, always kept a, bringing it up. There's a match earlier in the night. Uh, the I think it's the first. I think it's the first match where they do a clothesline. Both yeah. men go over. Yeah. And somebody mentions it, and they said. And they explain, no, because the momentum of of the man giving the clothesline and both of them go out, it's not an illegal thing. They're they're acting like, sure as hell, if you were to just grab somebody by the tights and throw them over the top ropes, that's a disqualification. Didn't make but any Ming, difference, though. But then they had but other people Ming, do it in the match, and it didn't, there was no nobody, DQ. Nobody on the whole card, gra- nobody grabbed the man and threw him over the top ropes. Yeah. The only time they ever went over the top ropes was a clothesline, because they explained no, that. No, Randy threw, ridiculous, threw Flair. No, he threw him through the middle of the ropes. I was paying attention the whole time, because it's so ridiculous that they're going to spend that much time on an over-the-top rule where they... Let you do it with a clothesline, but they don't let you do it with the tights. It's but designed Ming, to get heat, though. But that's that's why can, it's there. But when do you ever hold a chokehold for over five seconds? Oh, I, not, agree, like, I agree. I agree. That's, that's just, but no I mean, way, who, not on an indie show. Who's, not who's gonna tell me to stop? Like, <laughs> well, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. But just, I'm the, just thinking for a shoot. Like, who's gonna be like? Hey Ming, like I have to EQ you. Like I mean, but they that could have been a cool thing that the commentary could have said. Well, yeah. well, they're not going to DQ him because who's going to tell Ming to stop? Well, you know, but I didn't have a did. job at that time. I was only like ten years old. So. Right there, you go. You should have called in or wrote a letter. Um, <laughs> it was just really weird that there was, you know, WCW at this time is known for no over the top, and then you can hold a chokehold for thirty seconds. Just silly, all that, but. Man, uh, yeah, just you can't throw over the top. Just ridiculous. Uh, but still, even at this point, dude, Ming is just super on top on this match. Sting just selling and selling and selling. Um, Sting, very little offense for almost all the way until the ing, uh, end. Uh, ing, I said ing because there's so many ings. Um, <laughs> Sting, uh, clotheslines, Ming over the top rope. There you go. Another clothesline over the top rope. Then... So here's another weird part. Sting clotheslines him over the top ropes, and he starts, like, punching dude on the outside. And then the ref is like, hey, get off of him, get off of him. Didn't like that either because we've seen that twice earlier in the night. So I was like, wait a minute. like, are the, And I, at first I was like, wait, is this going to be really bad? Are they going to DQ him for going over the top ropes? Because earlier they explained how a clothesline over the top ropes is different. And the referee was kind of like, on the line of that, like, hey, you can't hit him now. You guys went to the outside. So yeah. then Sting kind of like loses the momentum that he finally had. Then Ming goes after Sting. This is going to be really hard with the Ings. Ming <laughs> went after Sting, but goes for a dive, misses, hits the post. Then Sting gets Ming back into the ring and gets the <laughs> sharpshooter. So, so Sting. Scorpion Deathlock, yeah. So Sting finally gets the sharpshooter. And uh, Ming uh, keeps kicking out. Uh, Sting moves. Uh, Sting does the best. Uh, I'm sorry, not kicking out of the Scorp- Scorpion Deathlock. Sting gets Scorpion Deathlock, but he gets out of it. Um, Sting goes for something else, goes for the cover. Ming kicks out of it. And then Sting does like one of the coolest things that like I wish I would have saw in like I would, if I was a wrestler, I would make this my special, my finisher move, dude. He Your like special. Run, my special <laughs> like video game. Um, he runs up and like jumps high in the air and comes down with a DDT. It was really yeah. cool. It's like a he really like lands cool. on his butt too. It's like this yeah. weird like kind of D- yeah. It was cool. I liked he it. So smooth too. He got yeah. so high in the air, grabs Ming in the air, bam, comes down with a DDT, just so nice. And that got the win, and it kind of popped me. I was like. Oh shit! That got the win, dude. Uh, I loved it. I I, lo- I thought that finish was great. Loved the DDT, but all that weird stuff. It could it, this match could have been an A? Could have been an A plus. But the weirdness and then the, you know what? Put the chokehold aside. Yeah, the chokehold that was silly. Don't take anything away from the match with the chokehold that went a little bit over. But the the whole sting with the clothesline over the top and the ref stopping them, and then it all kind of just went from hell. So it got a C C minus for me. It actually didn't do that great. 
I gave it a C plus. I was I was about in the same boat for sure. I mean, Ming is look like I know he's one of the toughest guys, and like it's like a he's almost got like this lore around him, like in the shoot world, as opposed to like. But his actual character and like him as an actual wrestler was not really enjoyable to watch. Like, was wow. he believable? Yeah, but like, come on, guys, like give me a bunch of Ming classics. Like, no, like, and the was ones the that king? are good, they were mostly in tag teams. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like I don't know, just that's. I don't know. I never really cared for any Ming singles matches ever. It just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, overall, I didn't feel like it was bad. It just wasn't great. It wasn't uh, bad. So, it yeah. could have been better. Yeah, it wasn't absolutely. bad, but could have been better. Yeah, it wasn't bad. could have been better. Man, okay. So here we go, though. We're getting ready for the main event of the evening. The package here. Yeah, the package here oh, for wow. Flair and Savage was really, really good. Um Overall, I, I really, yeah, again, I really just liked the production that they had with this show. I liked everything that they had there. Uh, I felt very old school. Um, Macho's promo was, like, really, really good, too. Uh, exactly what it should have been. So, like, pairing it up with, like, the, the Flair promo earlier, it was, like, nostalgia at its finest. I feel like both guys were, like, really had something to prove that they could still carry a pay-per-view as the main event guys. Um and, dude, yeah, this match was, like, heated from the jump. Like, they did a great job of actually, like, building the angle and making it hot. Uh, Macho's dad looked like the Crypt Keeper out there, though, for sure. Like, just, like, Angelo. wrinkled up. She had no business. Angelo had no business on TV at that point. Yeah. His tan was, like, way too tan, too, anyway. But super awkward. Uh, kind of funny, but, but super awkward. The match was absolutely great, though. Both guys did a phenomenal job. The work rate was super high. Uh, if Again, like it felt like they were just trying to prove that they still had the legs to carry the match. Uh, I mean, you had all of like Flair's great spots, all the trademarks. Yeah. Savage, Savage spots were all in there, too, but they all felt organic. Like None of them felt gimmicky. Like It felt like they just came naturally in the match. Uh, nothing really felt forced. Uh, and I know it was long, but I never really got bored. So, like, the length didn't bother me. Uh, the near falls were really crisp and believable, too. I mean, Flair is 46 years old at this point, and Savage is 43. Uh, so, I mean, really good match, man. Maybe one of the best WCW matches we've covered. Um, I mean, Flair hits a pretty wicked cane shot on Macho for the win, too, to win, like, to be the dirty Flair heel and get the win. Like, I loved it. I gave it four stars. Solid A for me, man. Absolutely loved this match. Yeah, it saved the pay-per-view. Yeah, I wouldn't say it saved the pay-per-view with three Fs in a row for me, but yeah, man, I, I, I really liked it. I mean, at one point I was like, man, Flair still looked really good in 95, but then I'm like, dude, St- Flair looked pretty good in 08 versus Sean yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, but I mean, they're not that old at 40, but you got to respect it, man. Flair took a big back body drop on the outside. Oh, yeah. And I mean, one of my other notes was the same. They were working hard, bro. Yeah, they were working hard. I mean, one of my notes matched yours with you get all the the Flair spots, but they weren't forced. I mean, you get them all, dude. I mean, this was not anything in man. like it's just good to see like these guys at this point in their career, like still working like they're hungry. You know what I mean? Like, right. And they did a great job of including Angelo Poffo, the dad of of uh, of Randy, and it makes sense with the cane. I mean, it was just it, it was it was so good, man. But um, it wasn't it wasn't the best. There was some stuff I didn't like, but the the awesome cane hit and it being Father's Day and Randy not winning with his dad there is just classic wrestling. Yeah. So I gave it a, a C plus to a B. I really, I really enjoyed it compared to all the other stuff, but I would say it's not going to save the pay per view. It's, it's. I would say overall, this is a bad WCW pay per view, man. Maybe WCW gets better. I've never it seen was it. Pretty ba- it's pretty bad. I mean, it's pretty bad overall. Yeah. I would say WCW was more known for um, like their angles than and their wrestling. Like the act, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like the shows were never all great, but you would have amazing matches on kind of subpar shows. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of why they ended up going out of business. But I mean, they did have some quality content. Uh, maybe accidentally sometimes, but they did maybe. have some quality content. I'm always going to be a hater. so. Yeah, I know. I know you are. It's just in your blood. <laughs> but that's going to wrap it up for us, boys and girls. Overall, I think it's pretty much a thumbs down on Great American Bash 95, although so. there were some gems. If you do want to get a chance Fun to go back to and watch, watch Savage yeah. and Flair, kind of like lay it out on the line, that was a really good match I enjoyed. Uh, and then the opener again, like uh, Alex Wright, Brian Pillman was a pretty good one. Right, um, yeah, that's my match tonight. And you know what? There, if you're a real Mark like me, there's something fun with watching a real 
train wreck of a of a show. Something yeah. fun about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, yeah. And if you want to just have a laugh and like question your life, watch the Hacksaw Jim Duggan Sergeant Craig Pittman match because you will not look away. It's, you want to watch that. somebody literally work the knee and then for the finish go for an arm bar. Watch the match. That's 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 the watch, match that you I need mean, to that's watch. It, that's man. the one. That's it literally it right happens. There. It literally it feels unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable to say. That that's every time I think about it, it's just it's too what much, happened? bro. It's uh, so funny. It's so silly. All right, that's going to do it for us <laughs> this week. Uh, so, yeah, the next schedule, the next week's episode, I'm super excited. We're going back to the pop culture format for once. And, dude, this is very different because I felt like every every time we've ever done uh, our pop culture episodes, like you've at least been familiar with what we were covering, you know, as yeah. far as Star Wars and Back to the Future and video games. And now, you know, we're doing Indiana Jones, the original Indiana Jones right. trilogy. Yes. Uh, and then the original Matrix trilogy, and we're going to do an old school kayfabe comparisons forum too, where we Indeed. compare them back and forth. Um, so yeah, that's going to be next week is the Matrix, the first of the oh, yeah. three, and then against Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I'm excited because Cass, how Heck have you yeah. not seen either one of these movies? That's insanity. Well, to I me. don't know. I don't know. I've seen every classic. I love The Godfather. I love Jaws. I love all the classics. Name them. I've seen them. And you've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Citizens Art. Kane. I've seen weird stuff. Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar Named Desire I've seen. I went to film school. They made me watch Brokeback Mountain. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, I've seen a lot of movies. I went to film school. I've seen I've seen Citizen Kane, for God's sakes. Uh uh, whatever the movie, I, for some wow. reason it was it was always one of those movies I was like, and I love like watching Nazi type movies, and there's a little bit of Nazi stuff in. in oh that, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, why, yeah. It's, it's all through. You, it's all throughout the Daniel, entire series. Daniel, yeah. why haven't I seen this movie? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm I mean, asking you why. I don't know why. I don't, you don't like Harrison Ford. I feel like you don't I like love Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. No, I love. I actually, he's like, I love him. Then why? How have you not seen these movies? What is wrong with you? I'm super excited. No, it's okay. just one of those things that kind of just lost Ark, the Matrix. Of course, I mean, like to me, the Matrix is a, is know, one of those like. So I know a little bit more about the Matrix than I know about Raiders of the Lost Ark. So like I I think I might have like seen it at the movie theater when I was younger, but was like not I was too young and not really paying attention. Or we got it like we rented it from Blockbuster yeah, and yeah. I walked out. I remember some. I remember that a little that bit. Would have been like towards the very end of Blockbuster. Yeah, I, I was older when Matrix, but Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was younger, and I I have never seen just even a ep, a, a second of that movie. So I'm so excited, man! Love this dude. You're gonna absolutely I'll, I'll, love it. So. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Okay, cool. And then the following week, we'll be jumping right back into current stuff. We haven't covered a current show in a while. So we'll be covering WWE's Extreme Rules uh, pay-per-view. That one's going to be, man, that one's going to be, ugh. I, I got to tell you that the, the card is not looking got good, guys. It's, it's not looking promising. Uh, it looks like they're just, they're having a tough time here with this. So, you know, just just pray for us, I guess, because it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be something. Uh, it's going to be something. But that's going to do it for us. Be sure to follow us on our socials at kfabecom, at K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer. He is the Cast Lush. Hit hey, that subscribe button, and we'll see you next week. We're out. Peace. Peace. Good evening.